0: Are you, entertained? are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? <laughs> Turn the music up. Turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. It's time for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. I've Been a nigga, this good, for this long. This hood, oh, uh-huh, yeah, it's hot, 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 strong. Yeah. We so many
1: different
0: Ha-ha. songs. Song, the next one, yeah, up, this one. Now, I would say it's up. a good, good day. Too
1: lazy <clears> to make up, they crazy. They don't, it ain't never really a good, good day because there's always some shit that's gonna mess your day up. Mm. Ain't that the truth? And we kind of been living in that for the last probably two, three weeks when it comes to like what's going on in our world, what's going on with Minnesota, which seems to be the number one leader in murdering black people at the hands of police, because they seem to find a they seem to have a knack for that.
0: Boy do they. <laughs> like, it, it is, it's bad over there.
1: <laughs> it's like it's bad everywhere, but there is just like I don't we'll get into that later. We'll talk about it on. We'll start. We'll start today with a lighter note. You know, the weather's nice. Been able to go hoop a little bit, get a little bit more active. Pandemic been drawn. People getting vaxed up, and people retire. And you know, certain times when people retire, it's like, oh, like where does this player rank all the time if they're good enough? Julian Edelman, my guy, Slotty Pippin.
0: Slotty Pippin, you fucking clown. It's <laughs>
1: My guy, man, Slotty Pip, And, you know, he's done. He's retired, got three bowls, lot of memorable Super Bowl catches, a lot of memorable moments, throwing some passes, caught some passes. His story's great, love the story. Kent State, QB turned receiver seventh rounder followed his way up happened to get on the coattails of the goat tom brady big beneficiary of playing with that guy and you know like if there was like a a, like a a highlight reel of like the past 20 super bowls like those pivotal plays those things that made the game the game slotty probably gonna be a decent amount Atlanta Falcons game, you know, he double catching, three people laying down. Crazy catch. Probably one of the best catches we've ever seen in the bowl. And that joint comes up a lot. You hear that a lot, right? Dude, is it not one of the greatest catches in the Super Bowl history? I mean, I
0: guess.
1: come like, on, oh, bro. Think about it. You know, you're down 28-3, 20, all types of fly shit going on. You double back. Uh, whatever. We know what happened there. <laughs> but that catch is memorable, though, bro. Like, you – you probably remember where you where you was at when you when you seen that, June.
0: Yeah.
1: But when you seen it, did, what did
0: you think when you saw that? First off, I was amazed, but I was also clowning the shit out of my man because he was a Falcons fan. So we up at the Berg, and we watching the game, and he is tight. Like I called the game; it was you know twenty six to three. I said, "Oh, it's done, bun." And as the game goes on, you just see his whole facial expression change and adjust. And I have a photo of him. He's looking out the window after the game, like, like on some Drake shit, like watching. No, better yet, on some Trey Song shit, on the album cover with the rain coming down and he's looking outside <laughs> that John. That was him, bro. That shit was bad. Like, that shit was really bad. But yeah, like, yeah, you can't say that that's not one of the most iconic catches in Super Bowl history. I
1: guess. Yeah, for sure. And like, exactly. you mean I was also watching it with, with with one of my best friends. He's a big Falcons fan, you know. I'm I'm in a room full of people who not really Patriot fans neither, so they want to see my guys go down. You know, that's just the nature of the beast when you're dominating for so long. When you're in the playoffs, <sighs> when you're in the playoffs for so long, eleven like years, twelve years, whatever. Who's counting? Hmm. And you know, my man was sick as that Jones started started flipping in our favor. But back to the catch. Did you watch that joint and be like, "Well, damn!" Like, because there was two catches in that game. Julio Jones made the catch that should have should have ended the game. And that was I'm not gonna say one of the best catches of Super Bowl history, but it's in the it's in the montage for sure. And then i I look at Edelman's catch and I'm like well damn <laughs> only well, well, what did you what, what do you think of those two players first of all that's what I want to ask you Julio made his catch slotty made his catch two great catches two pivotal points of the game yeah yeah yeah. but when you think of those two guys like what do you
0: think of when you hear Julio Jones I think of The sun and Pluto. That's what I think of when I think of Julio Jones and Julian Edelman. Like Julio Jones is the sun. He is this massive beast that is great in its own way. And you don't want to get too close to it because it might burn you. Well, it, Scratch that. It won't. It might. It won't. Might burn you. It will burn the shit out of you. It will incinerate you. I'm tired, boss. You're done. <laughs> and Julian Edelbins, he's just that cool planet in the back. You know, serviceable. Does you know does what he needs to do. One of one peculiar. Not I like no Pluto. Everybody knows Pluto. You ask. You ask ten people to name a planet in the in the atmosphere. They're going to they gonna say they gonna say Pluto. Half of them is going to at least say Pluto.
1: I mean, you might, you might be like, well, well, name me your favorite planet. Most people are probably just going to go Pluto automatically. Pluto, Saturn, you know, those are the two things. But mm-hmm. like, why do you say that? Because, like, like, yeah, they're the same thing. Like, they're in the same galaxy. But they're not the same player. Like, Slotty Pippen is good. Really good. Amazing for my guy. But he's not no Hall of Famer. We're not going to trip. Like, when I hear the word Julio Jones, I think, huh, one, King Julio, we ain't going to call him Julio Jones. Put some respect on that man's name. And it's like, look, that's a sure fire, no question about it. As soon as he took take the pads off and the helmet off, he's a sure ballot Hall of Famer, for sure. 100%. Eyes closed, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think of that when I hear Slotty Pippen, like, yeah, you're Pluto, but, like, they just told me Pluto not even a planet for real. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you're good and all you mean. You're in the atmosphere, but you're not a Hall of Famer, my man. It's like, you're not even a planet no more. You had a good run. But, like, if they end up putting Slotty Pippen, a.k.a. Julian Edelman, in the Hall of Fame, we're going to have a lot of problems.
0: Well, Yeah, I mean, there's a litany of a list – Of players that need to get in before him. You know, we talked about Steve Smith. Goat. Hines Ward. Crazy good. (laughs) I'm glad you said that. Thank you.
1: What do you mean? He should be in the Hall of Fame.
0: All right, but you was talking like he shouldn't have been, though. Now it's just the list of people who should be
1: in the Hall of Fame before, before Julian Edelman. I don't automatically think Hines Ward. Like, he'll end up in my list of, say, five guys who should be there but like, he's not first. It's like, you know, Tory Holt's not in
0: the hall of fame. I think that's the craziest one though. Tory Holt not being in the hall is wild. It's like
1: Tory Holt's not in the hall of fame.
0: I I can't rock with that but one. But you wanna know what? But you wanna know what? The wide receiver position is all fucked up in terms of the hall of fame because the hall of fame fucked over T.O. T.O. should have been in so that fucked up the whole the whole shebang, the whole list, the whole um, scheduling of when certain players should have been in the hall because they wanted to be petty and hold off arguably the, the third best wide receiver, top three wide receiver that's ever played in the NFL. They fucked over a whole litany of guys. So it's it's just like and like that
1: cascade, whether people agree or disagree with that, it's like it's a thing because <laughs> it, goes, it goes into what we all to what I always have a problem with when we have these conversations about Hall of Fame and who should go in and who's deserving and who's not deserving. It's all about what you've done on the field. Right. I don't know who Terrell Owens is if he ain't playing football. So how can I keep him out of the hall of fame because of what he was doing off the field? Because of stories that I'm hearing as a reporter from players who may or may not like him from a top, from, from a locker room with 52 personalities, high octane guys.
0: You don't know that man.
1: Like you can't keep people in or out of the hall of fame if it's not solely based on their performance, man, like, I don't want to hear about, well, Barry Bonds can't make the Hall of Fame because he used steroids. When your entire sport, the foundation is it, of it is set and founded in the steroids. It's a thing. Cheating in baseball is a thing. You guys once made steroids kind of cool in the MLB. But because of X, Y, and Z, you're going to keep Barry Bonds out the Hall of Fame? You're going to tell me T.O. is not a first ballot Hall of Famer? He worked his whole life to get that? Because you ain't like him doing an ab workout in his driveway? I'm cool. (laughs) That ain't got nothing to do with what he was doing on the field? No, I'm not hearing that. And it's like, if those are the narratives and the things that people hang on, there's a good chance they might fuck around and try to put Julian Edelman in, in the Hall of Fame. But then that cascade of players that you're talking about, they're going to have something to say. Anquan Bowden is going to have something to say. Steve Smith, for a sure, 100%, 1000%, it's going to have something to say. Because it, it, it's ridiculous. Keyshawn Johnson, we work with the guy. He probably should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, he's a legendary guy. He changed the position, he changed the optics of the position.
0: Key's numbers is crazy, too.
1: I mean, Key, and Key will humbly tell you, I'm cool. I don't need the Hall of Fame. I ain't play long enough. Okay, cool. I get it. And that's the bigger thing.
0: Which is very true. He did that. It's know.
1: very, very true. And I understand it. And in, in this case with Julian Edelman, people are using his postseason numbers as a crutch to put him in the Hall of Fame. And it's like, bro, if you go to the playoffs every year for 12 years... 11 years and you get five catches every playoff game? Your numbers are going to be pretty solid. Not everybody get there every year. and Not everybody produced there every year. Yeah, you produce, you're great, but Hall of Fame, not here. Baby, take it easy. I can't, I can't, I can't hear. It's like, it's like you just got to, you got to pay, res- like you can pay respect to the greats and still keep it a bean with people. And, like, people don't want to keep it a bean in America these days, and especially when it comes to sports. Like, we was playing Spades a couple days ago. had a couple conversations about a couple different players. You know. Here we go. Pandemic started. We was initially playing Spades, putting a lot of people in the game, suppled into a conversation about my guy turned your guy, who's now our guy, versus Nikola Jokic. And I'm like, hold on. (laughs) Y'all trying to tell me Joel Embiid isn't better than Nikola Jokic? That's what the conversation was, right? Yeah, that's exactly what the conversation was. I'm not tripping. It wasn't like I said anything crazy or you said anything crazy.
0: I mean, we didn't say anything crazy. We just said the truth. (laughs) And from what I know, the truth is supposed to set you free. I don't know. That's just what I that's what I was taught.
1: People don't like to hear it, man. Because if it, if it sets you free, it's probably gonna hurt before you get, you know, loose of the change that's holding you down. Right. <laughs> and like in this situation, like I'm watching Joel and B last night, as is probably everybody else who watched hoops. And I just saw something that I keep seeing over the past couple games, you know, after. He came back from injury and even before the injury. And I'm just like,
0: hmm.
1: I ain't never seen nothing like that before. <laughs> I ain't been to that part of the basketball town before. I ain't never even know they made people like that. Like, is it crazy to say Joel Embiid's the most skilled center to ever play the game?
0: I don't think it's that crazy to say.
1: I said it to a few people today and they ripped my head off. Told me I'm tripping. Oh head Oh head said it. I get it, you know, he brought up, oh, he ain't better than the dream, he ain't more skilled than the dream. And I'm like,
0: like, how do you feel about that? He's more skilled than the dream only because he can do so many more things than Hakim was able to do. And it's no, not- but they didn't need to do that back then. I'm playing. The, I'm playing devil's advocate. True, which is which. Which is to me. me. I need to do that back then. But we're not going to. We're not going to penalize the great player that Joel Embiid is today and all the things that he's able to do today just because the game back then didn't want his position to do that and technically his position today doesn't want him to do that but the fact that he's able to do that is the reason why he is a one-of-one player and why he is so great it's the fact that his position doesn't want him to be able to have a step back in his arsenal or to be able to dribble the ball like a guard or to be able to drive and handle the ball in a crafty manner, like a guard would. Yeah. And still he has those still, he has those same abilities to be able to play like a guard and a big at the same damn time. And it's fucked up. And like, I get it. Like, I get it.
1: Like there's certain things in the NBA that, Every fan knows or can associate with. Like the Sky Hook, you know the player. The Dream Shake, you know the player. The fadeaways it's probably a few guys. You got the Dirk Fade, you got the Kobe Fade, you got the Jordan Fade. We get it.
0: Dirk Fade, me.
1: I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Scary. Could never could never to be stopped. You know, you got the bang shot. Okay, Tim Duck. we know it. Like, I know Joel and B went. To the dream to get to get some uh, some tutelage, to get some some pointers. Like, why wouldn't you? We saw a bevy of players go into the to the school that Kobe built, and they're reaping the benefits of that. And it's just like, listen, man, I get it, but when I see a center who can dribble, who can shoot, who can pass, who can euro, who can jab, who can mid-post you into the Turn around fade, dreams shake you, fade away. You know, I can I can maybe name a few bigs who might be able to do that, but I can't name a lot of bigs who can do it from the three-point line down. Right. And like I get it, people don't like to see the seven-footers floating around, shooting threes. The game is, you know, watered down, woe is me. Nah, the game is the most talented it's ever been. True that. We're seeing people get 50s and people telling me 50 don't matter if you don't win the game.
0: I mean, it doesn't not matter, but it doesn't hold as much weight if you don't win the damn game. What's the point? If you score 50 and you lose, you still fucking lost. <laughs> like, I still got 50.
1: <laughs> the outcome is not be- something that I can directly control? Yes, you can. In basketball, you can. In basketball, you can. Because you still have to rely on other people to play defense, other people to be on their assignments, all that. The only thing that you can directly control is your impact on the game and 50 points towards your impact on the game, towards your team scoring. Yes, the most tangible of things. You're not going to tell me that a 50-point game don't matter because I lost. Tell that to Donovan Mitchell when he had 50 and he got the L. When him and when him and Maul Murray – shout out to Maul Murray, by the way. Fucked up to see But, like, when him and Maul Murray was going at it 50s and 50s, and like, you're going to tell me one don't matter more than the other? They both had 50.
0: Yeah, one matters more than the other.
1: One team won and one team lost. What the okay, heck? but that's the team win. I personally had 50. No one ever said, yo, turn on that good team win last night. I want to see the highlights. No, it's, yo, turn
0: on that highlight package last night. They both had 50. But that's what I'm saying. It's nobody is saying that, oh, you're not going to get any credit for scoring. No, 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 no. That's what I was told. I was told 50 don't fucking matter if you don't win. But that's what I'm telling you. I'm saying it matters, but it doesn't matter as much. It's tainted and watered down when you lose the damn
1: game. I don't think those words apply to 50 points in an NBA game. I just don't. I think it it got so can... 300 yards receiving in a in a loss. Does that game
0: go out the window? No, but that's what I'm saying. You're acting like it's one or the other. It's a combination of both. No, I'm simply saying the essence
1: of the game, 50 points is 50 points no matter where you are or how the fuck you got it. I don't care if you won or lost. Yeah, if we're looking at things through the scope of okay, you need to win this game for your team to do this. Okay, I feel you. All right, that 50. Uh, but
0: in the essence, you're not going to tell me that 50 don't matter. It can't be. Can't have 50 is going to matter. It's like having a 50-point game in the playoff game that you lose. People are not going to be like, well, damn, like Harden didn't show up. He had 50 points. No, people are going to say, well, you know, Harden, he tried his best. He had 50. You know, it was what it was. The team wasn't able to overcome that. We're going to still give him his flowers for scoring that 50-point nod. But at the end of the day, his team also didn't win. So they also collectively did not do enough to win the damn game.
1: I was told 50 doesn't matter unless you win the game.
0: And I can't agree with that at all. Well, I I mean, mean, technically, I don't agree with that. But – I mean it does hold some weight. It doesn't, it doesn't totally nullify the 50 point game, but it all it it doesn't vindicate it either. It doesn't be like, well, I mean, you have 50, so we're just gonna treat that as a great game for you. I mean,
1: no. I was also told that <laughs> get this one. I was told that oh, shit. fifty also don't matter because quote unquote bum ass niggas are now getting fifty. And then he proceeded to say, "Bro, Jason Tatum just got
0: fifty. Jason Tatum's not a bum though. So, I, uh, bro, Gary Trent just had forty-four. I'm like, bro, he's good. Yeah, Gary Trent is good. I know. He was bro. doing this in the bubble. He was doing. He wasn't scoring forty-five in the bubble, but I mean, he was playing very well in the bubble, knocking motherfuckers' heads off. Like, bro, there's a like.
1: It's hard to get fifty in a league. It's why. It's why it's only a few people." in that joint who get that. Like, Andre Miller had 55 before. Terrence Ross had 55 before. Brandon Jennings had 55 before. Isn't it
0: wild that Andre Miller had 55? What's crazy
1: about that? People will agree that they had 50. They will never give a fuck if that was a, a win or a loss. You know why? Because the 50s matter. The outcomes don't when we're talking about scoring. You know? If my man Kobe shout out to my guy r.i.p to my guy if he had 60 in a loss <laughs> they would have killed him personally because people got some type of animosity towards the moment. but would you have told me that his 60 is his last game don't matter
0: if they lost no
1: what you mean you just told me 50 no matter because it's the outcome, it's the outcome what
0: game, bro. It's the outcome. I, who cares? It's
1: his last game, okay? okay. So, 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 we're, okay, it's totality. I got you, I got you. I, I that, that I I agree, I'm okay? <laughs> I'm okay with but like, it's the anniversary of that, man. And it's like, when it happened, I, I, I like, I was watching it live and I was crying because, like. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You was what, bro? bro I was crying, bro. It's the, it's Oh, the, all right, hold hold it. We not about to just skip over this like you didn't just say what you just said. What the You don't have God. to explain what the hell you, uh, can you give, can, can, you, can you, can you, can you, can you give us a little taste of, of what was going on during that moment? Can you, can you make us feel the moment, Yates? Bro, so like I'm watching those. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on my Don Lemon shit. Can you, can you take us there? <laughs> Can you take us there? Ew. So it's
1: like, bro, I'm watching the game, man. <laughs> we losing. And I'm like, man, if we fucking lose this game to Gordon Hayward, I'm <laughs> gonna lose my shit. Kobe last game can't go to can't go to an L to Gordon Hayward. No way. We was playing bad, uh up and down. Kobe just trying, you know, get it to the finish line. I'm ready to go and target black DMs and all them niggas. Like, yo, bro, y'all better get the fuck right. Get ready, it's the last joint. We down fifteen. Whoa, we down seventeen. I'm like, oh man, I'm ready to turn my phone on, do not disturb, because like I don't need I don't need the negativity. Yo, your man Kobe went out like a crazy bum. Blah, blah, blah. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm already emotional because it's my guy's last go. And then something happened. He boom, he started getting hot. Boom. Three, three, two, three, bucket, bucket, next thing, timeout. Oh shit, the Mama came back, won the game. <laughs> Go to Hayward on the free throw line. This is why, like, I don't really fuck with going to Hayward like that as a player, but I give him respect.
0: Thank you for being honest this time. I like that.
1: I give him respect because, like, like I said earlier, like a lot of people came to the school of Kobe to get the to to get the gems. And it's like that respect level is something that you don't like, you don't see it while you watching games. Like you only hear about it after. And Gordon Hayward came out on a, on a show and was like, yeah, man, like, you know, I, if you look back at, at Kobe's last two free throws, like I was in the lane trying to get a lane violation to make sure he got 60. And I said, damn. Now I got a little emotional again. Cause I'm, I'm like, damn man. <laughs> They really, I was like, they really did that for my guy. (laughs) People try to go ahead and do everything for mama to make sure he go out the right way. Get 60 in a win. What, to make sure he got 60? And I was just thinking like, (laughs) they would never do that for Bubba Chuck, man. (laughs) They would never do that for that guy.
0: Nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. They wouldn't though, you right they wouldn't do that for Bubba Chuck because they disrespectful and they ungrateful heathens.
1: No, nah, no, nah, I think, I think, I think they would have done that for Kobe. I mean, uh, for Allen Iverson, but he didn't play like Kobe's situation is kind of like unique because he played long enough for the people who made it to the league, who looked up to him to actually be able to play with or against him. Like, same thing with LeBron. Like, there's, there's like, we, there's lots of times when people, you know, oh, like my first game against LeBron, like I was sitting there for like a quarter and a half just watching him play. I'm sitting there for a quarter and a half just watching Kobe. Like, oh, this is Kobe. Like, those type of things happen for the legends. Like, I, I firmly believe if, if that was a situation Allen Iverson was in, somebody would have done something to make sure he went out the way he was supposed to for
0: sure. Oh, you would, you only hope. You can only hope. What you bro, Allen Iverson got respect in the league, man. It's he a lot do. of people he do, but it's also like it depends on like especially he came from a different era where guys weren't just about to like you had to earn that shit. Like they weren't giving you nothing. So it's like it's di- like it's not oh, all awesome. for sure. It's not really about no disrespect type shit either cuz it's really just about different mindsets and how they went about the game. Like, guys just – I feel like there's more of a – guys are more in tune and interested and, and have more of a respect factor for certain accolades for certain guys during the game. Like, they understand that moment during the game. Like, guys back then, I don't – they were so focused on winning and being determined to stop this guy from getting a certain accolade because, like, that was just a motivational thing that they were a part of and that they – that they that's how their mind worked that that's just how the game kind of carried itself back then so that's why I do say like I don't know if that if that necessarily would have happened for Bubba. Well, I
1: think it would have I think it would depend on when he was like if it was a definite that he was going to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I firmly believe wherever he like whatever city it would have been whether it was in Philly or not the the players on the court would have known to not disrespect the legend because there's a thing in the nba and like most guys in the nba are like super duper crazy historians of the game yeah and they acknowledge you know the guys who came before them who helped them become the players and be the players they are like in a way like dame lillard probably looks at allen iverson as one of those guys who shaped or created a lane for him to be him. Like, we don't get Dame Dollar if it was no Allen Iverson.
0: That's facts.
1: There is no rapper, point guard, tatted up, (laughs) true to himself, I'm not changing, fuck y'all niggas. There is no Dame if there is no AI. Yeah. So, like, that type of impact, there's no way they're not going to let him go out with some type of dope scene, especially if he go and he's two away from 40 if he only had 40 because 60 on your last game is nuts. So like to temper it down, I'm not going to say Allen Iverson can't go get 60 on his last game, but to cap it at a smooth 40, I absolutely believe, oh, I'm a foul Allen Iverson to make sure he goes to the line and get his 50 or his 40, or I'm going to let him go and get this last lay for sure. Because it's Allen Iverson. We're not going to disrespect him. <laughs> can't. He's a legend.
0: That's fair.
1: And I feel like a lot of players will make sure that they they, they do right by him. But, like, people don't really want to give respect to people, especially at that position. Because, like, for every Allen Iverson lover, there's a Steph Curry hater, and I don't understand it. And, like, I don't know if, like, It transitioned from the Allen Iverson fan to the LeBron James fan who now, if you're a a villain to LeBron and his chase for championships, you're held to a different standard. Like people
0: hate Steph Curry. I don't know why. He's clearly just a likable guy. I don't know. I I, I, I see no issues with Steph. I mean, he's just... A hey, lethal shooter, like I mean, what he at fifty the other night, last night, and dude, I just remember like I remember just the heat of Steph Curry, like when he's in OKC and he hits that 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 game winner three. bang burn, it <laughs> was crazy. Well, I'm in my room. I'm like, I- I'm in my living room back in town. I'm still in high school at that point. I'm like, yo, get the hell out of here. Like, ain't no way. <laughs> In no way. He just hit that shot. Ain't no way. Oh, I was just—I was in awe because that, like, how do you first off have the courage and the balls to shoot that type of shot, and to know that you're gonna make it? Just—it's it, it, crazy. Like, he is a one of one talent. We talked about earlier, you know, with Joel Embiid, one of one talent. Dude, Steph Curry, one of one talent. Best shooter of all time. And y'all not but to pin. And here's what we do: you know, we do this in the black community all the time. We always trying to pin people. <laughs> and I'm just not with that shit. We're not about to do this. We are not about to treat these two illustrious kings like this. I, I will not, I will not have it at all. I
1: will not. I refuse. I'm with you, bro. I'm like, like, I understand like, yeah, you wasn't buying into the Steph Curry hype or you feel like the championships he won was, was cheap or corny or whatever the case may be, but it's just like, no, don't get in my DMS talking about you. This is like your man Curry could never carry a team like Allen Iverson did. It's like, bro, it's a different era. It's a different league. They're different players. Completely. Like, they're going to force me to start poking holes in games, and then next thing you know, I got to break the whole game down in a different way to get my fucking point across. I'm not going to do that. Why can't we just – why can't it just be, damn, Steph Curry's on a badass team, but he's still putting up thirties, doing all he can do. Why gotta be yo? If he don't get to the playoffs and he's not good in my book, like fuck your book, my nigga. What does that gotta do with anything? You're saying unrealistic. You're saying unrealistic expectations for a team and a player that you know is not going to even come close to achieving them dreams. That's called hate. He said He said, "What's that?" The haters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like. We gotta stop that shit, man. Like, just appreciate what you watch. You ain't never gonna see no Steph Curry again.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Nothing wrong with that. But we hinted at something a little earlier. Like, I did want to go James Harden versus D Wade. I might have to table that for another week. Because, like, like, Harden not even playing. Nets was supposed to play the Timberwolves yesterday. They're now playing, like, three central. They're playing at 4 p.m. Eastern today. 4 p.m. Eastern to show respects to the curfew set in place in Minnesota on the heels of yet another Killing a t- killing of a black man by that by the police mere miles away from a court hearing. Of a murder from last year that we all saw on television and social media about eight minutes and about 46, 47, depending on how your feed starts, you know it's. It's just like. Here we go again. What's the what's the drop? I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. <laughs> it's tiring, oh, man.
0: And, and it's,
1: it's like, oh, everyone got it. Everyone has a reasoning. Well, if you just listen, you don't get killed. Whoa, okay, gotcha. I'm gonna put that in my book. Well, if you comply, you won't get killed. Okay, gotcha. Let me put that in the book. You can't kneel. You're disrespecting the military. Okay, gotcha. So if I comply, I listen to what you're telling me to do. And I happen to be a military servant? Lieutenant maybe? You would think I would be cool if the cops came up on me. But that was a situation that happened last year as well. So we got two situations that done took over social media in a matter of a week and a half. Same situation, same constant, and it's the fucking police. Doing what I thought. Well, I guess it's normal for them now. <laughs> Minnesota done killed that 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 list of you know names and people that that, that are on shirts and stuff. For the Black Lives Matter movement, like about three or four of those men are from fucking Minnesota. The progressive, diverse, forward-thinking, forward-moving city. Yeah. State, nah. I don't even want to. I don't even know if I, what I want to call it right now because it's like, it's a lot. And I don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> Cause like, we know what happened. Like, I don't know. Like, imagine if I was like giving surgery to you, right? If I'm a doctor or something. And like, you go in, I gotta, I gotta clean your knee up. You come out and I'm like, damn, bro, my fault. And you're like, what? You look down, you ain't got a leg now and i'm like yo my fault I, I grabbed the wrong scaffold i i grabbed a thermometer instead of a scaffold i had to take your whole leg off it was my fault i'm an accident that accident you gonna look at me like bro you was doing this for 30 years how you how do you not know your way around a scaffold and a thermometer that's what the cop told everybody i, like,
0: I, I thought my taser was my gun god damn it i'm sorry there's some Places of employment where mistakes aren't allowed, unacceptable. Like, like doctors, um, uh, pilots. Um, I mean, even a simple ass job like what we do on a daily, running a board for a national radio station. You don't. You can't really fuck that up, like. You fuck that up. There's a lot of ramifications for that. Like a
1: tattoo artist.
0: Tattoo artist as well. Tattoo artist as well.
1: You are here to do a job, my man. (laughs) And do it to my life.
0: Tattoo something onto somebody like regrets when it was supposed to be uh, uh, regrets and say, oh, my fault, bro. And go about your merry way. You just tattooed that onto somebody's body. That's permanent. That's forever. That off me? I can't take my skin off. Get a graft back on. Yeah, got to cover up. You misinterpreting your pistol for your taser is forever long lasting on that man's life because you took it. About to say it ain't ain't no life left you 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 because of your decision in that split moment you took another man's life and everybody everybody makes mistakes yeah you know everybody does make mistakes but just because you make the mistake it does not mean that you are absolved of responsibility for making that mistake if i hurt your feelings let's 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 get real fucking simple if i hurt your feelings and I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Does it change the fact that I hurt your feelings? No, it doesn't. Oh, I girl. still am responsible for the fact that I hurt your feelings. And whether I meant to or not, I, am, I still have to apologize. I still have to say that I am sorry because at the end of the day, I am at blame for how I made you feel.
1: It is a direct cause and effect. <laughs> it's simple math, man. It's not like it's not like policing is some like everyone understands it's a hard job. It's a dangerous job. It's a job that could, you know, raise your anxiety level. It's a job that if you're not comfortable in certain areas, you might feel a certain way because of your premeditated and and not even pre-taught, but just pre-existing thoughts on things. We both work at ESPN. How did we get here? Went to school, went to college, got a few internships and shit places, ended up at ESPN. That's probably about what, you know, everyone tries to aspire to do in some form or fashion go to school go to college get a degree become something of yourself you know that's that's the american dream that's what is being pitched you go to college you get a degree you're now a member of society you look you're looked at better than somebody who doesn't have a degree so now you have the degree you graduated from college you can get a job you would think in theory those three things those things that you're being sold as, as an American citizen, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, we should all be on the same field. We should all be looked at and viewed and treated the same. Like I'm quote unquote educated, just like you are. But to be a cop, you don't need to do none of that shit. You can go to your high school.
0: In some places. You can go. To, you don't have to go to college to be a police officer. And not necessarily. In some cities, in some places, it actually is a requirement that you have a college can you degree.
1: Know any of those cities?
0: You said what? Can Can you name any of those cities? Off the top of my head, no. But I have read about like there are some cities that do require that. Like I think even like actually in Plymouth, me and I actually think that's a requirement. Uh, to be on the Plymouth, uh, Plymouth Weimars Township Police Department, you have to have a college degree, actually.
1: Well, that's actually a great example, because there's really not that much, not even, I don't even think, to my knowledge, any police brutality has ever happened over there. Yeah. And it's a very, you know, it's, it's a lot of traffic in and out of that area. It's a lot of things that could go wrong, a lot of different license plates and things like that. And it's like, there's always a yeah, but. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's just always a yeah, but. Like you could have to go through extensive hoops to be a police officer, to alleviate the yeah, but syndrome and the yeah, but people in fucking America. Because in nowhere on your fucking job description does it say that you can just go and kill people. And then it's always, yeah, but you gotta think, you don't know what you're walking up to as a police officer when you're doing a a motor vehicle stop. And like, yes, that is 100% true, 1,000% true. But the stigma of you and your job is now the reason why people do not feel comfortable
0: seeing the police. Are you, do you feel safe when you see the cops? No, like I think we talked about this before. Like, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod or we just talked about it separately. But I was driving to work one day and uh, I was in the car, you know, chilling. And I see the, a cop car zooming, past, zooming, zooming behind me and uh, on the highway with his lights on. And it was like my whole heart stopped mm. and like, my shit just sank into my stomach, like deep down all up in here. And I was I was truly like scared and shaken up like, and crazy part is I didn't even tell nobody until I think the next day I, when I told my girl too, she was like, like why didn't you tell me like, when you got home, it was like, I don't even know. It's fucked up because it's like I got to work and I like compartmentalized like I normally have to and did my job like I was supposed to and act like nothing happened. But I never really fully addressed those feelings that I had. And it was just like like that's the type of like it was the type of things that that black people go through because of the the recent history and the broken trust that the that the police have have kind of just helped matriculate and helped uh, to progress over the years. Like we just do, we we've we've moved further and further away apart in our talkings and dealings and trust between one another. Um, you know, police don't trust black people because um, a lot of crime and um, and quote unquote negative things happen in impoverished communities, which hold a lot of non-white people. Um, which also isn't just something that occurs because our government makes it that way. But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But and then black people, you know, don't feel confident in the police because they feel as though they're being harassed every single day, which in most cases they are. So it's just this this back and forth, these two bulls butting heads because of a whole bunch of ancillary uh, reasons, but also just because people aren't being trained, people aren't, there's not enough discourse, there isn't enough people knowing about each other. Like there's just so many, there's so many layers to this issue that need to be resolved. And I just wonder, and I I pose the question to you, do you, what do you, do you think there's, will ever come to an end? Like do you, will we ever get to that ending point? Will we ever reach that, that intersecting point to where it's just like, all right, yo, this is ain't enough. Like, I'm tired of going through these goddamn court hearings with these police officers. And this these communities are tired of losing their black and uh their black people in their communities. Like it's not even just black males, black people, because black women are dying just as much too. So it's like, and when when are we gonna get to that intersecting point to where enough is enough?
1: You know, I'll answer that in a second. I just find it funny that like you felt all those emotions because you thought you was going to get a ticket. And I didn't even get one. The car. Right. But that's, that's the thing. You're not worried about no fucking ticket. If you got pulled over by the and you were fortunate enough to drive off of that joint with just a ticket, you know what your first thing is? I'll pay that bitch right now. <laughs> You're not worried about the ticket. You're worried about getting through this fucking stop because it could literally fuck your life up. Yeah, That is a feeling and a sensation and a thing that people who are not black have never, ever, ever, ever felt. You can go tell that story in a room full of white people and they might mess around and cry, come up to you after the fact and ask you a bunch of questions like, I'm so sorry that that happened. What do I need to do? Da, 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 da. And it's like they don't even think about that. Yeah. You ask a white person, "Yo, like, when's the last time you got pulled over?" They might have a jolly fun story for you.
0: You know. And the crazy thing
1: is, bro, I was going fucking 95 in a fucking 55, and I didn't even get a ticket.
0: And, oh God, that makes you think. Of- the
1: whole time you're not even thinking about damn, how he get away with no ticket. You thinking about. Damn, what if I was going 95 in a 55?
0: Guns drawn off the red. That's
1: wrong because you're going 95 in a 55 and you're a black person in a vehicle as opposed to a white person in a vehicle. Just think about it. It's incredible. White people go out here and mass murder people. And... They are apprehended by the police without a scratch sometimes.
0: Ain't that bad, blame.
1: Obvious people who are threats to society. The same type of things that are said about your regular 13-year-old black kid. I don't know what's gonna, I don't know how it stops. Well, actually, I, I kind of do know how it stops. It's like you. It, we we as a country hang on to these antiquated ideas and thoughts on things and like you create a constitution and a set of laws and rules that were created when black people were not even viewed as humans or as equal beings They were three-fourths of a man so how can i in good faith agree or even accept these things that the country is founded upon when they're built and predicated in oppression and suppression of people that look like me. And all while that's being written and stuff, you have the police who at one point in time, as as the legend says, they were supposed to be the people to make sure slaves didn't get away. So in a sense, we didn't even really change anything between then and now. Mm. It's just we got nice cars. We can dress. We can go places. We can vote and shit like that. I mean, yeah, that's cool, no, but the police are still hunting us more than they police the environments. They're not even policing the environments. You cannot police an area that you are not comfortable being in. It's impossible. If you walked into fucking South Central LA right now, first time ever, wearing red by accident. Blue by accident. Who knows what color by accident? The stereotypes that not even that might not even be a thing on the block that you're on, but the stereotypes, the stigma, and the thoughts and things that people say about that area, you're going to have a different approach when you walk into that neighborhood. X, and you don't have a gun or a fucking badge or a bulletproof vest. So of course you might you might walk around. 60 180 looking around everywhere so imagine if a cop is in an area who <laughs> north philly had never been there before scared scared to death all he hears is north philly kills north philly does this north philly does that that cop is going to be apprehensive and confused and worried at every time he stops a person right nice. so, so we get people to be fucking comfortable in their own skin and being comfortable looking at other people with different skin and accepting them as people And not threats to society because they happen to be six, eight and strong. No, we're not going to get no change. Unless, of course, you know, we start taking millions of dollars from these police unions and organizations who get $780 million a year while Philly and places like those cities all across the world are closing down schools and fucking up the, the infrastructure and Housing markets are down. You put that money back. You reallocate, you reallocate that money into the community. You're going to see a lot more cities that look and feel like those little rich white neighborhoods where the crime isn't even there. The crime there is like, oh, it might be a drug raid. Someone's cooking up some meth or something. Who knows? But it's not robbery. It's not shootings. It's not killings. You don't have crime in neighborhoods that are properly funded it's not a thing proofs in the numbers i mean so it's not reallocating money and you know voting at at a at a local level and getting these racist judges and people who have adverse thoughts towards the community they have to get out in order for people to
0: move forward i think the toughest part about that though is that there's so i mean as human beings we are addicted to power like we love the feeling and the infatuation and the over feeling empowered and feeling like we have some type of control. And so the reason why I feel like that is just so difficult to happen is because when you hold the power, like a lot of these higher, uh, highest, higher legislators do, you have no inclination to give up that power. It it, it would make no sense for you because why would you do that? Because now you would have less say. Now you don't get what you want and you have to listen to others. Now, there are some people and obviously there's some legislators out there that actually do give a fuck and actually do care about the core principles of policy of policies and politics. But there's obviously a lot more people who are money hungry capitalists who are worried about themselves and are power hungry fuckers. So it's just like it. I don't. I, I. It's just so hard for me to fathom us getting to that point. Well, we got to keep trying, and you know, I'm a big component to keep trying, um, and I'm a big component of empowering other people um, to you know try it their way, and not you know one way is not better than somebody else's um, because you know the more may, the more ways that we try the better chance we have at changing this shit. But before we stop and before we before we release, I gotta talk to you about your guy. I just gotta ask you real quick about your guy. And and it has a connection to you know what we were just talking about, um, but it's more so a struggling between the black community. What are your feelings on the use of the N-word? Because Kyrie got ejected with Dennis Schroeder because Dennis Schroeder said that he used the N-word and all the people out there putting that video up on Twitter of Kyrie using the N-word there's this thing of like people can learn new things and create new ideologies and then, you know, change kind of who they are and how they think about certain things. So like that also was a thing, but how do you feel about black people using the N word? I know it was a thing that we talked about, you know, how we use it on the show and how we, you know, use on the pod whether we weren't or weren't gonna use it. Um, But now we kind of just sprinkle it in when we feel suit because I mean, we do what we want, but how do you kind of feel about that shit?
1: I'm not ever going to tell someone who says, don't say that word as a black person, I'm not going to go at them and be like, well, I feel like you should say it because it's not my place to, to, to be the grammar police on how you want to say or not say the word. I mean, if like you said, I met, I was, I went to college with someone who ended up turning into a Christian for like three months. Like overt, like walking around with a Bible, went through a phase, and basically every t- you know, I'm about to go, I'm about to go get a drink real fast. So hold on, good brother, you shouldn't drink. Your body's a temple. That, that guy, you know, maybe Kyrie is going through that. Who cares? If Kyrie felt some type of way about it, he has a right to feel some type of way about it. I'm not going to tell someone to not say it or say it or be that guy that like, you know, we're taking the word back. That the The word is our word to say or not say. That's my whole thing. We can have that conversation amongst us as black people, but there should never be any avenue in which a white person comes in and tells a black person what they can and can't say, especially with that word. I'm just not here for it. Now, if Kyrie doesn't want Dennis Schroeder saying it because he's German or whatever the case may be, it's his prerogative, man. It's his prerogative. It's also his prerogative to say, I'm a guy who doesn't want that word to be said. We we have people in our lives who are of the same mindset. Yeah. It's not going to change us from saying it or not saying it. It's just going to make us not say it around
0: them. Yeah. That's how my pop is. My pop doesn't like that shit. Like he doesn't like saying the word. And I for well, still- it. Making- sure there was a time where he said it. I'm sure there was a time that he said. Oh yeah. And like I back in high school, he fought somebody like a black guy because he took like he called him that shit at P dub. Like he called him that shit at P dub and he beat him up because there's a faction of black people. I'm not even gonna say
1: faction, That might be the wrong terminology for it. There's a group of black people who feel disrespected if you call them that, either A at all, or B if you call them that and you don't know them. Yeah, it's like me, it's like me calling you a nickname right and then we go somewhere else and some other bull comes in and he hears me call you the nickname and then he calls you that same nickname you're gonna look at him like Nigga, you don't know me like that yeah. call me billy don't call me bills you know I mean <laughs> that's how it is like bro if i don't like you calling me that i'm gonna let you know about it. i just find it to be a thing
0: i agree i
1: agree right there with you i don't, I don't I don't think it should turn into a bunch of think pieces and you know, everyone, everyone feels the type of way about Kyrie. I'm here for everything Kyrie do because he's against the system. And I'm always been that. You sure it wasn't talkative? <laughs> you sure talkative wasn't on your report card? Talkative on my report card?
0: Mm.
1: Nah, it was uh, insubordinate. Questions authority. <laughs> a menace in the classroom, that type of shit. I <laughs> I thought <laughs> my mom was, all right, well, call my mom until that Then, a, Until then, it's TBD. We'll see what happens next time.
0: <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. woo woo. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. Right.